and the kids go to bed. Her second book was a relation to like bring you closer and be like, are you in your heart? Like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Welcome to Coffee Confessions. Are you local to Colorado Springs and looking for a photographer? Well, I have the best one for you, hands down. Elizabeth with Whiskey Shots was my favorite session ever, and I've taken a lot of them. Not only is she so sweet and passionate about her work, but she was the biggest boost of confidence that we needed during our photos. She captioned our vision perfectly and knew all the local spots downtown. So if you're looking for a photographer, head over to her Instagram, her Facebook, or whiskeyshotsphotography.com. Hi guys, happy Monday. We are so excited to be back. I say that all the time, but it's like I get to chat with my best friend on Mondays. So I don't know. It's exciting. Sometimes she has me on Do Not Disturb. Anyway, stay on do, everybody on my phone stays on do not disturb. I don't want to be disturbed. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm the friend that goes like notify anyway, or I'll just send her six messages until she responds. I'm like, come on. When she, when she gets a response and she gets one, I <laughs> that's where I'm at mentally. See, and that's a great, it's a great uh, introduction into our episode, how to be supportive <laughs> when yeah. you're being ignored. <laughs> well, when we put out fillers for this season, um, we got a lot, like we basically worded it was like, what do you need to hear right now in a podcast? Like, what do you need to be spoken to you? And a lot of it, I mean, it looks like a lot of y'all are struggling the same as, as um we are right now in this season. And so somebody said, I, how do you stay supportive when you're completely burnt out? And I was like, oh my gosh, like that is relatable. I feel to a lot of military spouses because how do you not be this like nagging asshole Mm-hmm. When your spouse has like this super demanding job that you're supposed to, I don't know, be like, uh, what's her name? Chris Kardashian, where she's like, you're doing amazing, sweetie. And it's like, I'm dying on the inside. It's right. So- what so- was your, let's say, what is your, because I think through the lifestyle, you'll experience a lot of seasons that are harder and then a lot of seasons that are easier because it's not like for us, like when yeah. we, came into drill everybody was like oh it's so scary it's so hard for us it really wasn't much different so it wasn't like this huge flip of a lifestyle but I know everybody has experiences differently so I'm gonna assume that 2019 was one of your rougher years yeah but you know what for me it wasn't so because I grew up with a parent who was in the service I kind of knew what I was getting into. And I, I know as spouses, we don't like saying that, but I did truly know kind of what to expect. I knew there'd be deployments and stuff like that. What I was not ready to face was um, going from having my own apartment, having my own job, having my own money and all these things and sacrificing that and watching my husband climb the career ladder and not be resentful. That's been my hardest thing. And so I don't, and I think like there are times where it's really hard and it's draining, but for me, I I can get through that. I'm okay with that. What has been the hardest thing for me to navigate was like being happy for him while my life has stayed the same year after year after year, you know, like Mm -hmm. taking care of kids and all that. It's very, routine in the same thing. And yeah, there's exciting moments that pop up here and there, but for the most part, every day is the same. 
And sometimes you just crave your own accomplishments and you crave like your own sense of career community and all these things. And so for me, that is like my empathy and exhaustion. It's like, I'm exhausted with motherhood. I'm exhausted with play dates. I'm exhausted with pickup routine and get them out the door to go to school. I'm exhausted doing those things. And I find myself daydreaming of just joining the workforce or like, and now that I have, I have like this weird mom guilt where I'm like, I'm on my computer too much and I'm working too much, but I don't know. It's been, that's been my hardest thing to, to navigate is being happy for him as he climbs the, this career ladder and does well, or like even just being empathetic for him when he has a hard day. Cause it's like, yeah, well, at least you get, at least you get to be around adults. I'm around kids all day. That's been my hardest thing. What about for you? Um, probably the loneliness because I am like, I want to have my somebody there to talk to. And like you said, you don't want to just sit there and talk to your six-year-old because 90% of the time it's just like talking back to you, you know, like do this. No, don't do that. And so I think when it comes into the season of resentment, it's kind of like, you know, well, you get to go and do these things and I'm here by myself. Like I'm by myself. And I think that's, you know, whether it's falling into yours or mine, I think that's where a lot of spouses will find themselves somewhere in that thing of like, I'm just alone in 2021 through essentially 2023, I was alone. And it was hard to not be resentful because, you know, he was doing this and doing this and being understanding um, that the career always comes first and trying to find my own ways to get involved or do something or like, you know, create that time for me, whether that was we were working on coffee a lot or plugging into our community or, you know, um, going to our church, you know, groups or something like that, being involved in things and kind of getting yourself out of that slump of just like, I'm in the same routine over every single day while you're, you know, traveling the world sure might be a deployment but you're still traveling the world yeah you know? I've never been I've never been yeah, outside like, of this you're taking pictures in Germany and I'm like here stuck in the even snow like, or even like they're out of school right but it's like but your downtime is your downtime like you're yeah. you're you get to go to the gym like you're going to like our husbands would go on like these dates during like the drill academy and they would go work out together they would go see movies together they would go to dinner together and it's just kind of like Felicia and I had those same opportunities, but it was different because we had to haul eight kids with us. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever had dinner at Chili's with eight kids. It's really not as fun as it sounds like it's so many times after church, you'd be like, do you want to go do this? And I'm like, no, I don't like, I can't because (laughs) I'm not that person that finds that enjoyable. I do not like to sit in restaurants with my kids. Um, and so, you know, those, those twinges of resentment can present kind of just do anything and you know for you it's like you, well you're not lonely because you're going and having dinner with Dwight while I'm sitting here you know not wanting to cook so I buy the kids oatmeal and I don't want to see pictures of your buttery popcorn while you go watch <laughs> like I don't want to see them and for me it's like how fucking dare you hand me this spouse appreciation award at his retirement or what are uh, promotions there I mean it it's so hard to let yourself wallow in those. And so we wouldn't be coffee if we didn't say like, okay, we've had our five minutes of saying like, life's tough, get a helmet. But like, how do we pull ourselves out of those moments? How do we be supportive? How do you be empathetic? That's the biggest one is, you know, as much as they have to go away and do all of these things, nobody wants to be away from their family and nobody wants to have to do things that pull them away from them. But 
with the military, that's that's the only way that you set yourself aside from your peers. That's yeah. the make points. That's the only way you're gonna, you know, become promoted. My as your spouse climbs the rank um, structure, it's no longer about chasing points. It is things where my spouse is like, I need a school. I need a school to essentially build his resume. And mm-hmm. so. I always joke with them and I say, oh yeah, you've been around us too much. You need to, you need to leave. You need to go. You need to get away from us for a little bit. And he's like, no, like, but if I want to see EA, I have to have these certain schools. And so I think, you know, have your moment of resentment. I think that's normal. I think it would be naive to tell somebody that you're not allowed to feel resentful or frustrated or annoyed in those moments, but also flip your mindset and realize that it's not to be malicious or to get away from you and your family. It's because there's a bigger picture, you know, there's a a next rank to make or whatever the case may be. I feel a lot of spouses are men who are providing for their home. And so that's a lot of pressure on them too, um, to make sure that they're making ends meet, to make sure that they're doing things that set their family up for success. And so when you're sitting at home and you're kind of watching it, it's easy to say like, you, you get to go, you get to go to this school in Georgia and I get to sit here by myself. And in their mind, they might be thinking, I got to go to Georgia. I got to go to Georgia and be away from my family for a month. But when I, when I get done, then this is going to push me even closer to this rank. So I think communicating with your spouse and having those conversations, understand why they need to leave. Tell them why you feel the way you do. Like you said, 2019 was hard because we did not talk about these things. We did not express how we were feeling. So the sooner you learn to do that and say like, well, when you present it like this, it makes me feel like you don't care or like you don't want to be here. And so have those. Yeah. And I think when you say resentment, a lot of people are like, no, I've never resented my spouse. And I think when you say resentment, you think anger. That's what, like when I think resentment, I think anger, right? Like you think bitter um, type of like that. And I don't necessarily agree that that's always what it lines up, right? It kind of feels lackluster or like, yeah, like I'm missing, like, I just want to, you know, like missing out FOMO, right? That's kind of what you feel when you feel resentment, because I've never been, you know, like, you stay here and I'll go to Georgia, right? Like that type of thing for me, it wasn't that. It was just like, take me to Georgia with you. (laughs) I want to go with you um, and do these things. So I think when you say, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, I've never had resentment of my spouse. And if you phrase it, like I've never been angry at my spouse for leaving. I've never been angry at my spouse for leaving. No, but maybe I felt a little bit of FOMO, like, hey, you get to go see Germany and I'm staying here in the snow, you know, and I'm kind of done with this. Um, So I think that like acknowledging, like you can have those feelings. We are human. And as much as I love, and supported my spouse it's I still have those feelings you're still gonna have jealousy you're still gonna have you know sad days you're still gonna have hard days that doesn't mean you hate them or you're upset with them and I fully understand the job and I was never one to make my spouse feel guilty for leaving but that doesn't mean that I wanted to be staying there all by myself like when you were presented with a deployment you're like I support you 100% I know this is what you want to do don't worry about anything on the home front. I've got it. Go do what you need to go, do, you know, like care packages every single month. I've got, you know, pictures of the family and the kids and the color. I've got it all. I've got it all. But, you know, you're also thinking like, oh, my God, like, here we I've go. Got Eight months. Like, like, I've got yeah, it. Like, it's all, all on me. You know, yeah. I'm keeping my my relationship with my spouse alive. I am keeping my, you know, children's relationship, the family's relationship, not only me, you know, controlling the relationship with your in-laws. Like there's so much. And so when yeah. you're sitting there thinking about kind of like 
dude, you've got it. Like, yeah, it's a deployment, but you got it easy. (laughs) You got it easy. Um, And I think, you know, acknowledging that. And like I said, you'd never want to never make them feel guilty because at the end of the day, if they had the choice to stay or go, what do you think they're going to do? You know, they're honestly, they're going to want to choose their family. But also we know, you know, like what type of job they signed up for. So deployments come with the territory. Like it just comes with it, right? You're a police officer, like shootings come with the territory. Fires come with the territory of a fireman. So these are things that we know whether or not you were expecting it or not, or whether you went, we went deployment, six week school, 12 week school or whatever drill, I think drills nine weeks or whatever. Like we went back to back to back to back to back. And it was like, my spouse was in, my spouse was out, my spouse was in, my spouse was out. But in order to make to be supportive and kind of give us those like breaks of kind of, well, I get to experience this too. And you get to experience and we get to do something right in between. Uh, my spouse came home from deployment. We went immediately on a date. He went again to a school. We went on a family vacation when he came back. Then it was, you know, um, another school. And then we celebrated a late Thanksgiving to kind of have all those things. Right. So it was kind of trying to fill that void of the FOMO that you had, right. Like, we talked about it when we talked about Christmas, right? You kind of feel sad that everybody's at home alone, but then you get to have your own like festivity and stuff. So it kind of fills that void. And I think kind of making sure you acknowledging, acknowledge those feelings, not like bottling them in because you know, once you bottle it in, it's going to explode. It's going to come out. And And then the wrong way, right. Then it may come out as anger, right? Well, you always do this and you always do this instead of being like, I did have a hard time. I'm not mad that you left, but I did have a hard time, you know, and I am lonely or I am sad that, you know, I haven't pursued my career or whatever it is having those things. And I think, like you said, the way you're approaching it, your communication is very important in letting your spouse know like, Hey, I'm feeling some sort of way. It's literally nothing about you or what you did. It's just like our current situation has me feeling like this. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, when you bottle them up and you don't express them, you're only, you're only hurting yourself too, because you deserve to be heard as well. And you you know, my spouse will come home and bitch about the army. Like, you know, he's going to tell me about it, whether I want to hear it or not, he's telling me about it. So why do we as spouses not give ourselves that same thing? Why don't we say, you know, I'm really proud of you for finishing BLC or SLC or whatever the class might be but it was really hard. Like your kids were bad as hell. Like that was a hard time for me. And I think when you don't make yourself like the martyr and you're not the victim of the story and you're just expressing like these Mm -hmm. are hard for me when you're gone, or it's hard for me to be away from you when you're gone, but I know that you have to do them or express yourself and be receptive to what they have to say back. Because you know, I jokingly tell my husband, like I said, Oh, you just want to leave. You want to get out of here. We've been too much. And they always say like in every little joke, there's a little bit of truth. And so if you have to say it in that little jokingly manner, if that's what works to get your conversation started, go ahead, like go for it. Because then my husband is able to say, cause I don't like confrontation. I would never be like, oh, so you're leaving. You know what I mean? But if I can joke and twist it, it gives me a safe zone to have that conversation with him because I'm not great with my words. So I could easily say like what I think in my head does not always come out the right way in my mouth. And so my husband and I actually had a fight last week because of this same thing is, you know, I said, you know, I need to go do X, Y, and Z. And he was like taken aback by it. And so I misinterpreted that 
in a way. And we had the, we had like a fight about it. And because we were not co- like communicating how each other was feeling like appropriately. So when you don't tell your spouse, Hey, when you're so nonchalant about just like picking up, packing your bags and going to this class, it kind of makes me feel like I'm just, I'm just here to take care of the family or you don't, you don't have any sentimental ties to leaving us or anything like that. And so then that allows them to tell you, Oh no, like, let me explain to you why I I need to go do this because for them, it's kind of like, they've been taking orders for so long. It's like, you're going to the school in this time. And for us, we're like, you're going to school in November. Like that's Thanksgiving. What the heck are you thinking? And for them, they're like, I don't have a choice. Like, this is what they told me. And so I think when you shift your mindset that not everything is an attack on your family, not, not Mm -hmm. everything the military does is out for you. You know, sometimes it's just how the planning works. Does it suck? Absolutely. But it's not always an attack. And I, that is one of my biggest pet peeves about military spouses is where they see every bad thing that has happened as an attack on their family. Oh, the unit was coming for me. Oh, the, 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 the mm-hmm. happened. sure. But sometimes it's just a lot of shitty coincidences that fall in line to make up this like really crappy scenario, right. Or, or experience of where you're at. I, I truly don't think anybody in the military has enough time to seek out one person and be like, I'm going for you. Your family life is going to suck. I mean, it's just the way the cards fall, right? The way when he came home from deployment, the school was for promotion. So it wasn't even like, oh, we're going to a unit training or something, right? So the unit deployed, then he had to go to school for promotion. And then drill was brought home early, right? From the deployment. Right. To go to that. And then he came down on orders at that school for drills. So it was like this three different instances, like it didn't have anything to do with the unit. It it was just literally all army, all army things to do. And I think, you know, like you said, there is a, there's a place and a time for everything. So I'm not saying tell your spouse that you are like, you're drowning when they're getting shot at, you know, in deployment, but like maybe on a little bit of downtime, be like, I had a hard day, um, you know, or this was a bad situation for me. Um, for instance, my husband was drill and he, what, three days? I think he was gone three days or something. And I was just having a hell of a time with my youngest. Like he was just butting heads with me left and right. And I was like crying. I'm pretty sure I texted you at that time. And I think she was having the same issue with her oldest. And I was like, that's it. Like glass of wine at three, it's five o'clock somewhere. Like I am dying. And I wasn't sitting there dumping on my spouse and being like, Hey, I I just can't come get your kid. Like you're in the field. I understand that. And you're dealing with all of these young soldiers and, you know, shooting or whatever, but come get your, your four-year-old too, your five-year-old. Like he needs to go too. It was when he came home, he was like, how was your day? And I was like, honestly, the last three days have been a living hell. And he was like, well, you didn't say anything. And it was like, well, I know there's a time and a place. There's nothing you can do about it, but worry about me or feel bad for me when you're in the field. Like there's no, we're not changing any situation here. So instead I'm going to wait till you can come home. You can comfort me. You can take care of things. You can, you know, step in and you take care of our, yeah, you take care of our five-year-old while I sit in the bath for three hours and read like whatever it is, there's a time and a place. So But you if don't you're have not to having those conversations, you're cheating yourself out of that yeah. because like, oh, just got it covered. Like everything was fine. Yeah. No, no, you know what I mean? If you're not expressing that, you're only setting yourself up to harbor even more resentment. And so it's kind of like the perfect storm. If you're not having the conversation, mm-hmm. if you're not expressing what you're going through or how you're feeling, 
then of course you're going to be resentful yeah. every time an order comes across to go. And I think like, that's a really important. Like you said, you know, not every order, not every order that your husband comes out. I hate this. I'm having a really yeah. hard time. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like he's not telling you he didn't like dinner every single night either. Right. Come on. Like, you know, life happens, things happen. I wasn't sitting there making my spouse feel guilty at all. I was like, you got to go, you got to go. Glad you had, you know, Easter with us. See you next time. You know, whatever it is. Like, I think you have to, you have to have that balance. It's the same way in like, you know, regular world, like life happens. You can't just sit there and be a negative Nancy all of the time, because not only does that like drain your spirits or those around you, but like your spouse, your spouse is going to be like, okay, well, why am I like, our life is so miserable. Like why, why, why is this? Why are we doing this? I don't understand. You're just miserable all the time, you know? And like, how does that reassure them at all? It doesn't. Right. Well, and too, like we are the, like, we are the owners of our time. Like we all have the same 24 hours in a day. And so, you know, if you're unhappy with something or how something's running or going or how it makes you feel, then take the initiative to, to change it. Like, okay, well, when he's gone, I'm miserable. So what are you going to do to make that feeling stop? What are you going to do? Are you going to plug into your community? Are you going to go to the gym? Are you going to find a play date? Are you going to find a mom's group? Are you going to read a book? What are you going to do? Because your spouse has to leave no matter what, no matter how you feel about it, he or she is leaving. So it's better to, you know, go to therapy during those times to work through those, find what makes you feel better for me. It was like, okay, I'm done saying I'm waiting for my kids to go to school. I will find something to do while I'm at home to mm-hmm. make me feel good about myself. And thank God coffee took off during that time. So I, it felt like I had more purpose, but now that I, I'm now working like an actual job, I'm like, okay, like now I have something now I'm kind of like, Oh God, what have I done? Like, I kind of miss my, my, my lazy days, but what have I done? But you are in control of the scenario and of the, the, the story that's being written. Can you sit at home and be a martyr and be sad and be overwhelmed? Absolutely. But can you be all of those things and turn it into something else and be like, okay, yeah, he or she has to go to the military, but, or away with the military, but (laughs) I don't have to sit here and feel sorry for myself. Like life is hard and it's not easy being a parent by yourself or just a spouse by yourself. It's lonely, but this is going to happen over and over and over and over. Either you change the, the narrative or you're going to stay stuck in that cycle and be hateful and be resentful and be unhappy. You know, you right. have. To- and the biggest tip we can give you to break it is have the meltdown, have the conversation and then come get the coffee. Come listen to coffee. <laughs> come, We'll spill the coffee on all your emotions. Come connect with coffee. Um, because there's always going to be some type of wave. And honestly, we're all going to experience it at one time or another. And that's what we pride ourselves on here at coffee is like, we understand the highs of this life and marriage and motherhood, but we also understand the lows. We are ordinary average people with our own issues. And there's something about our community itself where you feel relatable. Like we actually love those messages, right? Where, Oh, I related so much because that's what it is. We don't want to seem like some type of your marriage never goes. Yeah. Your marriage never goes through a hardship. They absolutely adore this lifestyle. And then how do I love the lifestyle? Like coffee loves the lifestyle. Coffee don't always love the lifestyle. (laughs) Okay. You're not in our text messages. (laughs) No, but yes. Or like, you know, during those things we struggle too, but it's about 
I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure at 19, if somebody would have told me this, I would have been like, get real, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's such bullshit. You know, now at 34, I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess there is some reflection that goes into this and some mindset shift and, and you can either choose to be a victim and, and assume that the military that is like massive, massive, massive is just out to get you and your family. Or you can just be like, I'm going to say it because we, all, even though we all hate it, but like, yes, this is what we signed up for. And I'm either going to be pissed off at the world until he, my spouse gets out of the military, or I'm going to learn to roll with the punches and I'm going to do what makes me happy when they're gone and what works for me to um, get through those days or whatever you might feel. Maybe you feel solo parenting resentment. Maybe you feel FOMO, like Felicia said, they're going to see all these cool places. Maybe it's career. A lot of spouses said that they did not like giving up their career to follow their spouse around. Um, And at the end of the day, it's just kind of one of those things where you're in control of that. I mean, if, if a career is so like that big of a deal for you, you will find a way to have a career, you know, as you go. And it just takes some hard work. And I know people are probably going to come for us and be like, they're such assholes. This, this episode, they, all they did was yell at us. No, it's totally (laughs) from love. It's totally a loving, like pat on the back that says like, yeah, this is hard, but you, you're smart enough to figure out ways to communicate through it, to find resolution to it, to make yourself feel better. If that's wine and chocolate, whatever the case may be, you will figure something out. If you just, stop making yourself the victim if that makes sense does that make sense i think so (laughs) well that was our confession for this week don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest hashtag spill the coffee